that's the thing I told you about the trouble in terrorist town. Gmod just runs like a shit ton of other games off of it. Oh, okay. And then people just make random games like trouble in terrorist town. You've seen, but then there's murder where eight of you are thrown into a map and you have to figure out the one person who's the murderer before they kill all of you and kill them. I remember playing that like for real. <laughs> I was at a party where people died. <laughs> people no, no, were I mean, dying. <laughs> yeah, like there's there's a moderator and there's a room and then you shut out all the lights and you send you tell one person that they're the murderer. You send everybody out into the house and everyone's just kind of like walking around looking at other people like who's the murderer. And the goal of the murderer is to murder people without other people seeing. Yeah. So yeah. you just kind of like tap them on the shoulder and you're like, you're murdered. <laughs> and they're like, fuck. And then they like <laughs> run back to the moderator. And your like, goal as in the not murderer is to like figure out who it is before right. they kill everyone. So. Isn't like the type of thing. I feel like that's the type of thing they play at like fancy dinner parties. Yeah. Murder yeah. mystery parties. Yeah. Paint. What did I say? <laughs> murder mystery panties <laughs> i think that's what i said yeah. Ooh. <laughs> that's a that's a different parties. type of party Hello and welcome to another episode of Brad Guy and Super Friends. I'm your host, Brian Labick. Joining me for this episode is Mike Bradley. I forgot we were going to be introduced. <laughs> and Andy Stoles. What's up, podcast people? Yeah, I'll let you slide, Mike. We're, we're trying to record this a little bit. Well, earlier in the morning, which is not our normal re- recording time. So, That's you know, like how, how are you guys opposite. doing this early? You, you checking, checking in okay this early in the morning? You know I'm not. <laughs> I, got, I got two and a half hours sleep last night i'm gonna do my best well, you're a trooper. to uh contribute meaningfully and <laughs> i think andy has his own issues a uh, little hungover but otherwise doing well <laughs> yeah all right andy i'm counting on you to pick up the slack for for mike here oh what the crap <laughs> Um, all right, so we got some important stuff to talk about that happened this last week. Uh, I've been stewing on this since the news broke. I, I might be a little bit more composed now, but you know, I want to warn you in case I resort to shouting at people later. Nothing personal. I just feel like I'm very invested in what happens with this. Uh, so if you've been following the headlines, the uh, there's been some news between Sony and Marvel with their Spider-Man deal, which we've talked about numerous times of how fragile that thing is and how it could just potentially end at any possible minute. And it might be time. So I have a lot to get through. I'm going to try to refresh everyone in case you're not following what's been going on, how far back this goes, where this all started. Uh, so kind of bear with me. I'm going to try to cover this as quickly as possible, but I'm going to go back through the whole timeline as far as I can remember and what I could find. So starting back in the 90s, Marvel was on the verge of collapse. Their saving grace was licensing their properties out to movie studios. So Fox got X-Men, Fantastic Four, Sony got Spider-Man, Blade went to New Line, which I think was owned by Warner Brothers and so on. Uh, in the late 90s, early 2000s, all of these movies were released. They started what we 
pretty much know as the superhero genre for movies. All these movies were profitable, and they allowed Marvel to stay in business. They didn't have to shut their doors. This this helped them go on. And as more, of the, more and more of these movies got made to varying degrees of success, Marvel started to think they could take the comic book properties and, you know, push them up to the next level. So instead of having to bend the wishes to movie studios on their own properties, they took the gamble, they created their own production company where they could be the ones making creative decisions about these characters and not have another studio, you know, come down on them and say, this is, this is how you need to make this movie with this character. So this is when Marvel Studios was born. Marvel Studios still wasn't allowed to use some of their most popular characters, like the X-Men or Spider-Man. They had to rely on lesser-known characters for their movies. So it's funny to think about now, but Iron Man was not a top-tier Marvel character back then. So producing their own movie with a character that was not a surefire hit was a big risk for them. But as, you know, looking back now, it paid off in spades. Iron Man was released in 2008 to universal praise. It kickstarted what we now know as the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The other movies in Phase 1, Incredible Hulk, Thor, Captain America, First Avenger, did well, but not as well as Iron Man. These movies set the stage, but it wasn't until The Avengers came out in 2012 that everyone took notice of what Marvel Studios was doing. They created an interconnected movie universe with characters they had available to them and set box office records in the process. And yes, I know Josh will tell me Kevin Smith was probably the first to create an interconnected movie universe with the View Askew universe, which is true. But it wasn't until Marvel did it that everyone else wanted to follow in their footsteps and, and try to get a piece of that pie. So, two months after The Avengers was released, Sony released The Amazing Spider-Man. After Spider-Man 3 was released and left audiences disappointed, Sony decided it was the best idea to reboot the character only five years after Spider-Man 3. Amazing Spider-Man was fine. Sony moved forward with a sequel. Amazing Spider-Man 2 released two years later in 2014. Now, both Amazing Spider-Man movies made over $700 million, but these movies were getting flack for Sony and taking full advantage for not taking full advantage of the character. At the time Amazing Spider-Man 2 came out, Sony was watching Marvel make over $1 billion on their shared universe concept and was looking to use their Spider-Man license to create their own shared universe to rival Marvel's and was banking hard on a Sinister Six movie, which you can see many hints for if during the setup, you know, during Amazing Spider-Man 2, there's a lot of setup for that. Uh, even back then, there was talk of a Venom movie along with a female Spider-Man movie and an animated Spider-Man movie. So Sony was already trying to figure out what else can we do with this character. We need to branch out and make as much money and stuff as we can with here with this Spider-Man character. Marvel, meanwhile, continued to push forward with their movies. Iron Man 3 grossed $1 billion. Thor 2 made more than Thor 1. Not great, but more than Thor 1. Winter Soldier was a hit. All these movies released before Sp Amazing Spider-Man 2. And then after Amazing Spider-Man 2, Guardians of the Galaxy was released. Surprised a lot of people, made another big hit for Marvel. But to be fair, Marvel's still finding their footing in Phase 2. Iron Man 3 made a lot of money, but people have mixed feelings about that movie. Thor 2 made over $700 million, but shows up at the a lot of bottom lists for people's MCU movies. Uh, it was now Sony's turn to ask for help. They have a character that they believe should be bringing in more money. Marvel now has a fully functioning superhero empire, but are missing some of their most popular properties. So this is when the original deal comes in. Amy Pascal of Sony and Kevin Feige from Marvel seem to be the ones to mainly work out this deal, which would allow Marvel to use Spider-Man, but allow Sony to get the profit. Now, there are reports at the time that Disney offered 
over $1 billion or somewhere around $1 billion to Sony to buy Spider-Man outright, but Sony didn't go for it. Instead, Disney paid $0 for Spider-Man, but was able to negotiate merchandising rights away from Sony, which would allow Spider-Man to be used at Disney parks also. So Sony, on the other hand, would finance the Spider-Man movies, Marvel would make the movies, and Sony would keep the majority of the profits. So when the news broke in February of 2015 that this deal had happened, I recorded a podcast episode on trying to dissect this deal. This was back when the show was called Geekologist. That's when we were... I think it was one of the final episodes we did, I think, under that name. Um, And the reason I wanted to dissect this is because the majority of the internet rejoiced that Spider-Man was back to Marvel. But when you read the press release, there are some quotes in there that told a very different story that seemed to be getting lost in the headlines. So... And I actually tried to find the original press release. All the links in older articles point to like Marvel.com. That takes you to like the homepage of Marvel.com. There's no, you, I can't find the actual press release anymore. Luckily, I had some notes that I took from there. So the main thing, the press release had opened, and I think the wording is important here. But it says it had said Sony is bringing Marvel into the amazing world of Spider-Man. And if that isn't proof enough of stu- who still holds the cards, it would go on to say, Sony Pictures will continue to finance, distribute, own, and have final creative control of the Spider-Man films. Now, this is part of that original deal in 2015. This tells you exactly who is in charge of Spider-Man. Uh, so when we're looking at the fine print, the film rights of Spider-Man belong to Sony, Period. Think of Spider-Man as something that Marvel is renting from Sony. Now, when the deal happened, both studios benefited. Marvel was able to stabilize themselves behind one of their most popular characters, introducing Spider-Man in Captain America Civil War. And then he was included in Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame, both of which broke Brock's office records, and Endgame now sits atop the highest grossing movies of all time. Sony, on the other hand, now had critical and commercial success with Spider-Man. And just like in the Amazing Spider-Man era... Sony's continuing to try to milk whatever they can from the Spider-Man IP. Because not only did they own Spider-Man, but they also own all the characters under the Spider-Man umbrella, which would where Venom falls in. So the tricky part is that unless those characters show up in a Marvel Studios movie, they are not in the MCU and are considered in a separate Spider-Man universe. So for anyone that saw Venom and thought that took place in the MCU, you are sadly mistaken. When you watch the movie and it says, in association with... Marvel. That's not an MCU movie. It has to be made by Marvel Studios. That's the logo you should be looking for, Marvel Studios. Uh, So with Sony now having a little bit more behind the Spider-Man brand, they move forward on Venom. We talked about how Venom surprised everyone by making over $800 million, more than any other Sony-produced Spider-Man film. So any Amazing Spider-Man movie, any of the Raimi movies, Venom has made more than those movies. Uh, Sony then followed up with Into the Spider-Verse, which was the animated Spider-Man movie that was teased way back in 2015. It was a movie that didn't make that much at the box office, but was widely praised, and has now walked away with an Academy Award for Best Animated Movie. Now, the two movies that Sony and Marvel worked on together, Homecoming and Far From Home, have been met with great reactions. Homecoming was praised for Return to Form for Spider-Man. Far From Home, released two months after Endgame, has become the highest grossing movie ever for Sony. Now, this is where we sort of get into the present-day stuff. Uh, All that setup brings us to the headline I'm sure you've all seen, and something we've 
again, dreaded, predicted on the show numerous times that it was just a matter of time as when this could happen. The fragile deal between Sony and Disney, in this case Marvel Studios, has fell apart. There are already conflicting reports as to why the talks fell apart. Sony's official statement on the matter makes it seem looks like Disney walked away. They were citing Kevin Feige is too busy to devote time to help produce these movies, which may actually be true. Some reports are saying that since Disney now owns Fox and that they're trying to pretty much point Feige in the direction of the X-Men to run damage control on X-Men because big Dark Phoenix was a big loss. And I think Disney kind of inherited that loss from Fox because they owned Fox at the time Dark Phoenix was released, so they took the hit for that. So the higher-ups at Disney want X-Men to be profitable, so it seemed... Again, this is stuff that... Conflicting reports. So there are, there are people out there saying that Feige is now... His main sole focus is basically the X-Men. So, I mean, even if these reports are correct, these all seem like PR answers. And in a nutshell, I think it all just comes down to money. So, because of the original deal... Back in 2015, Sony finances Spider-Man films even though Marvel Studios produces them. Now, there were details saying that Marvel gets 5% of first dollar gross of these movies, but everything else goes to Sony. So, Disney is now seeing Sony reap the benefits of making a great Spider-Man movie for a rival studio. So, according to reports, Disney wanted to renegotiate the deal to help finance the movies, but they would also get a bigger cut of the profits. The original Deadline report says that Disney wanted a 50-50 split for financing and profits. There are other reports saying that Disney only, was only asking for 30% of those pro of the financing and profits. Um, some of the reports were details saying that not only was Disney looking for help to finance those movies, but to share the wealth from Spider-Man, but they also wanted to uh, push out into other Sony's other planned Spider-Man films. So some of the reports were saying not only do they want to help co-financing get the profits from spider-man movies but like venom 2 would be something that marvel would sort of work on and get profits from um sony was basically from their point of view is just trying to keep things the way they were obviously they're making bank from spider-man and spider-man is pretty much the only viable franchise for them at the moment and now disney's trying to take half of that now disney is thinking they have some bargaining power here they're trying to throw their weight around saying you can't make films without us look at how much money we've made you oh and by the way we just made the highest grossing movie of all time sony can now fire back with we don't need your help to make these movies venom and spider-man uh, into the spider-verse were huge successes for us and we didn't have your help with those so i can sort of see where both sides are coming from here and it'll be see interesting to see if anyone flinches um, there's been other reports saying that Sony was willing to go up to giving 25% to Disney. So depending on what you want to believe, I mean, if Sony was willing to do 25% and Disney was looking at 30%, we may be closer to a resolution than, than we think. Um, and then actually an article I read from Deadline this morning said that Disney actually started out asking for 25%, co-financing, co-financing and co-profits on only the movies where Feige was involved, which means all the other spinoffs that don't have Feige listed as producer are still just all Sony. Um, Deadline also reported that the Disney's 25% ask was on the table for six months, and Sony did nothing with it. So this still seems like it could all be sort of like a bargaining tactic here. Um, now, when I started to gather all this information, we didn't have any official statements from Disney or Marvel. Deadlines seem to hint that Sony leaked this information to probably just try to stir up things and try to get negotiations moving along. At the very least, maybe they did it to try to dip a toe in the water and see how people react to Sony-produced Spider-Man movies. And if that's the case, 
You should probably head back to the table very soon because no one seemed to like that idea. <laughs> the internet immediately started save Spidey, save Spidey from Spider-Man from Sony, all these camp- Twitter campaigns and hashtags. And I think it even pushed Sony's stock to drop a few points after the few days that it was announced. <laughs> I do believe the the most common response I've seen on social media to them was "fuck you, three thousand. Um, <laughs> I did not see that one, so that's actually pretty funny. <laughs> I, I saw there there were several memes out there of "fuck you, three thousand or "get fucked, three thousand. <laughs> um, yeah, they, they they happened quite a bit. So, the last thing I'm going to add: the, just yesterday, Disney had their well, it might even still be going on today, but Disney's having their big expo, the D23. And Tom Holland and Kevin Feige were there at the event. So obviously they've been fielding questions about the Spider-Man thing, what's going to happen. Now what they had to say sounds more definitive, but we, we can talk about that. So Tom Holland told Entertainment Weekly, basically we've made five great movies. It's been five amazing years. I've had the time of my life. Who knows what the future holds? But all I know is that I'm going to continue playing Spider-Man and having the time of my life. It's going to be so fun however we choose to do it. The future of Spider-Man will be different, but it will be equally as awesome and amazing, and we'll find new ways to make it even cooler. Uh, Kevin Feige also told Entertainment Weekly, I'm feeling about Spider-Man gratitude and joy. We got to make five films within the MCU with Spider-Man, two standalone movies, and three with the Avengers. It was a dream that I never thought would happen. It was never meant to last forever. We knew there was a finite amount of time that we'd be able to do this, and we told the story we wanted to tell, and I'll always be thankful for that. This is where I'm sort of going to spin it out to you guys, starting off of that last quote. I don't think this is the story they wanted to tell, because obviously they left it on a cliffhanger, so what the fuck happens from here? Um, I, it basically, my, my general assumption is that Sony is actually believing that they can produce Spider-Man on their own because Venom was a success because quite frankly, a lot of people were confused and probably thought it was part of the MCU at that point. Um, and they, they, they're, they're getting a little bit, um, Cocky. yeah, too big for their britches on this that, you know I mean? Like they've had what in all honesty, live action Spider-Man films from Sony studios without Marvel. They made five, one of them was a quality film, and the other four were from meh to complete shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, What's funny is the complete shit one is probably one of the highest grossing ones out of any of those movies. Two of Spider- them are Amazing. complete shit, and two are meh. Amazing Spider-Man 3, or not Amazing Spider-Man, the Spider-Man 3 was one of the highest grossing Spider-Man movies. How? Yeah. How? That movie it came sucked because it was too. huge it was and people so didn't horrible. know what quality was at that point. Good lord, that movie was the, bad. The, there was nothing coming out that was like putting that to shame yet. Holy and, crap. You know, like your general movie going audience just saw Spider-Man and was like, yeah, we're in. And Yeah, keep but, talking. I'm going to try to look up numbers. Nonetheless, I, know the, I looked that up when the, I was running the, the, the first Raimi Spider-Man was meh. Amazing yeah, was, Spider-Man was 1 okay. was Meh. You know, Amazing Spider-Man 2 and Spider-Man 3 were both complete dog shit. And Spider-Man 2 from Raimi was obviously fairly decent. Yeah, um, I, I actually really enjoyed that movie. Doc Ock was a cool villain in that. Yeah, like, I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it's one of the best superhero movies you're going to see, because it's not. But it was enjoyable. It was yeah. other... Until Marvel got a hold of Spider-Man, it was the only one... 
that I would actively go back and rewatch. Where I would like, oh, I could watch that one again and not be like, oh, I gotta see this if I watch that again. <laughs> um, so, what do I see happening? I see a fair number of people that will take the side that I'm on where, you know, I'm sorry, Sony. I don't care whether you're at fault in the negotiations. I don't care whether you're in the right it doesn't matter to me you make shit spider-man movies and i don't want to watch them um and until you decide you want to work with marvel again i'm just not gonna absorb any of your products uh, i'm full on with the boycott sony thing on this because i just don't want them fucking with spider-man and making more bad spider-man movies i you know no that, they did they did make Into the Spider-Verse, which was actually a pretty damn good movie. I still haven't seen Venom, so I can't really say anything as to that, but I know a lot of people enjoyed it. I was one of its defenders at first. Um, <laughs> Have you watched it numerous times since then? A couple, yeah. And it, it, I, I feel like I, I watched it once in the theater and I was like, you know... That was better than I thought it was going to be. But that's all it ever really was, is like, I figured it was going to be a three, and it was more like a six out of ten. And I, so I would defend it, because it was better than I expected, but not because it was actually that good. And now that I watch it, I see it's more like a five, maybe a four. You know, oh, wow. watching okay. it again. Um, and yeah, Into the Spider-Verse is fantastic. It is absolutely... I'll say that one is one of the best Spider-Man films ever made. Yeah. But that's not a live-action Spider-Man film. Um, and I, I, I don't think they're going to translate anything that they have there into the live-action universe. Because this is Sony, and they just tend to butt in creatively far too often, or they'll just let Avi Arad back in, and it'll just be a nightmare. Yeah, and the sad thing is he's credited as a producer on Spider-Verse, so producer, technically not he had... writer, not... <laughs> right, <laughs> like... but I mean, like, he's produced all these movies. I think I think some of the ones that have been worse were some of the ones where I think he was... Like, I remember when Amazing Spider-Man 2 came out, he was the one basically, like, basically, like scoffing at Marvel's MCU. Like, oh, we don't need them. We have Spider-Man and all this stuff. We can do all this stuff with Spider-Man. Well, you couldn't because you lost... You fucking fucked it up, and now it went back to Marvel. <laughs> Like, he's, I don't know if it's just, like, like he can't even play nice, it seems like. He was just like, fuck you, fuck them, I don't care what they're doing. Cause probably because I'm sure he was getting a, a lot jelly. of shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's part of it, too. They're they're doing all the stuff that he's wanted to do for years and couldn't, couldn't do, but he wanted to stick with Spider-Man. Because I think he used to work for Marvel, if I remember right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he, he, was, he was a... Stuck Spider-Man properties. Uh, well, yeah, I, 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 he was trying to do the gigantic middle finger. <laughs> well, yeah, Avi was a was an editor for Marvel for like the comic books, wasn't he? I, yeah, see, I don't remember his whole history at Marvel. Um, but w w what I see here is Avi will do one of two things because they can do the route where they keep Tom for the next movie. Or next two movies, evidently. There's some kind of contract there where he would be obligated for two. Um, the director, uh, Tim Watts, would be... John Watts. John Watts. Would be um, 
up in the air as far as I know currently. Like, he's still not dedicated one way or the other. And that's another thing that I read and we're gonna, I was going to ask about, too. So we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, but, so you have Tom Holland, and what I see happening is they'll make another movie with Tom. And with the intention of making another movie after that with Tom. And it will do well at the box office, but it will be dog shit writing. And <laughs> nobody will want to see another one after that. And so, so people won't. Well, here's so the thing. Probably, is they'll, they'll, they'll probably Spider-Man, axe it like they have every so. Spider-Man. But they, so but they axe the same... every continuity that they go to. Just just having Spider-Man in the title of a movie is going to bring people in. Honestly. Oh, yes, for sure. So yes. you can have all the dog shit you want. It's still going to get people to watch it. It's going to get people to watch it, but they're not going to get the profits that they're looking for is what I'm saying. They might on that first one where like it's Tom Holland back as Spider-Man and people don't know what to expect again. And then when Sony puts their product out again for that fourth movie, they probably won't even end up making it because of the reception of the next movie they would make. Ah, uh, I got gotcha. you. Which is, I feel like, almost what Marvel's waiting... Like, if they are playing the long game here, that's what Marvel's waiting to happen. Marvel is waiting for Sony to make their own movie, fuck it up, and then when they come back asking for help, they're going to be like, okay, give us everything. Yeah, like, no, you can sell us the character for this price now, or you can just fuck off. Yeah. (laughs) Like, that that should be their response when they come crawling back the next time. Like, you can sell the character, or you can go fuck yourself, that's it. I mean, you think about it, that's basically what they did with the X-Men. They waited for Fox to run that franchise into the ground, and they said, okay, you can't go anywhere from here, it's ours now. Yep. And I think that's what they did with most most of the properties they sold out. They waited until studios either didn't want to do anything with it anymore, and the rights reverted back to Marvel... Or they just ran those things into the ground and just wanted to sell it. Yeah, I mean, it, I think Fantastic is the best example of that, <laughs> where yeah. they just Holy made the movie shit. to keep the rights, and That's then right. they yes. took a bath on it, and they were like, "Well, fuck!" <laughs> <laughs> like, if we're not going to make any movie. profit off of this, we may as well get something for it. Spider-Man Three was bad, but Fantastic was. <sighs> Still <laughs> haven't watched it. Whole different We've been bad. talking about it for Holy years. Shit. I know. It's something we still need to do. Yeah, we, we gotta we do could, like the Mystery Science Theater three thousand sort of thing. Something or, we should yeah. we should do in celebration of an announcement for the new Fantastic Four. Ooh, yeah. Or you Let's could put it on your never one. seen it with the uh, Zombie Land and Fast and Furious. Oh, that's the one for you. That could be the one for me. You make me watch <laughs> that. Who's never seen the Fast and Furious? Josh. Josh. Like the first one? Any, Any. of them. None. Whoa. Like he is, he is downright against them. Now I've only seen like four, but you know, I was talking. I know it's completely off topic, but I have to mention it that they totally missed the opportunity because you know now we get like the fate of the furious and all these ways that they're working in the number to the title, and you know the fourth one was not fast and furious. It, like I feel like they missed that opportunity, but <laughs> nonetheless, um, that's what they should have done. It would have been better than fan four stick. Um, all right so i want to come back around i did look up the the numbers so spider-man raimi's first spider-man 821 million dollars okay spider-man 2 783 million really yes spider-man 3 890 million the, the, the drop from one to two is what you get after you put Green Goblin in this weird metallic green suit and you don't treat the character with respect in those regards. 
Yeah. And it looks ridiculous. Um, Just saying. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man 1, $757 million. Amazing Spider-Man 2, $708 million. Okay. So they are dropping. And the budgets um, are going up. Yes. Yeah, so yeah Spider-Man 2 had a, a far bigger... I didn't look at the budget numbers. I should have done that. But I imagine that Spider-Man 2 had a bigger budget than Spider Amazing Spider-Man 1, just based on the other stuff that they try to include in that movie. Yeah, but like it just keeps going up. Like uh, the production budget is not listed on Box Office Mojo for Amazing Spider-Man Two. <laughs> they don't want you to know, <laughs> probably because they were way over budgets. Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man One is listed as two hundred thirty million for the production. I think for for two, I remember seeing like two fifty to two eighty, which would make sense. Yeah, like it's not a huge increase, but it was a little bit more. But they still um, they still made money though. Well, I mean, yes, not as much, they, though, because you still got to count in all the advertising and marketing for the movie, which usually, they say, takes up, like, 50% budget. And, I mean, compared to what Mar- like this is Marvel had set the bar at this point, so this is where they are, they are looking. They are saying, Marvel is doing this, we have Marvel's most popular character, we should at least be doing that. So, if these Spider-Man movies don't hit a billion dollars, it's a loss for Sony, they're seeing it as a failure. Yeah, especially when what Spider or Iron Man three was like one point two billion. Yeah, one point. Yeah, Spider Man three was over a billion dollars because it was coming off the Avengers. Iron Man three. Iron Iron Man three. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Oh uh, yeah, what? <laughs> yeah, sorry. I'm too much going back and forth here. Um, the other one. So the more recent Spider Man movies. So Homecoming eight hundred and eighty million. So that's right up there with Spider Man three. Spider Man three still still caps it out. Far From Home, $1.1 billion. And that, to me, is the real gauge of what Ma- what, the, what Marvel is capable of when they have Spider-Man. Yes. People, people saw Homecoming, and they said, holy shit, that was really good. So yeah. everybody that saw it told their friends, went out, saw it, and everybody came back for the next one. And it may just be riding off of Endgame as well um, to get that oh, boost part, in yeah, sales. Yeah, that's part of it, yeah. Um, but still, I feel so, like that's like the benchmark is a billion for Marvel with Spider-Man from here on out would be if they were to make more. I feel like that would be the point. That yeah, would be I, I definitely to think. Pass. Yeah, especially after Far From Home, I think if Sony makes a Spider-Man movie and it does not cross a billion dollars, they're again going to see that as a loss, and we fucked up. Yeah, and it's not going to. Right. Um, two other figures. Venom. How much do you guys think Venom made? I think we talked about over eight hundred. Do you know? I think it ended just around. shy of nine, didn't it? Eight fifty-six. Okay. Eight hundred and fifty-six million. Uh, Spider Verse three hundred and seventy-five million. Okay, but that costs That's, a lot less to make. Right. Um. So I guess yeah, I guess I was a little bit wrong. Spider-Man three still beats Venom, but all other Spider-Man movies under Sony are less than Venom. Um, the other thing I was going to try to talk about too, we were t- you're talking about John Watts. John Watts, I read, is now probably going to be stuck in a tug of war between Marvel and Sony. So if Sony is pushing forward on Spider-Man three, they're going to want John Watts back in there. If Marvel is not even making Spider-Man movies, I think they just want John Watts just as a cre- one as a creative force for whatever movie they want to put him on, and two, fuck you, Sony, we're taking your director. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> if you're him, where are you going? Right. It, it's going to come down to his love of Spider-Man. I mean, well, and that, and yeah. Cause I, but that's the same you, kind of if, thing I've heard about Feige, though, is that the, the guy loves Spider-Man so much 
that the, the, these lines about he's not he, he's too busy for it seem kind of ridiculous. Right, and that's a lot of what I read too. Is the 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 all the articles saying that Feige is too busy to handle this much stuff is full of shit. Yeah. Is that that that's more PRs that that was Sony's line as to why. I mean, Marvel's not helping with this movie. Is that Feige's too busy? I, I get where Disney's coming from in that respect, saying like, "Well, see, we're paying him to make money for you, right? And he's our talent, and he's the reason it's working." So maybe he doesn't have time to work for you and make money for you when he could be making money for us. Well, this is this is my biggest fucking like I don't know that that irks me about this whole thing. Disney does not need the fucking money. They have th- probably three of the four highest grossing movies. I have to look at the list. I'm just trying to pull off memory, but I'm... like Endgame's over a billion dollars. Whatever else they've uh, Star Wars is obviously probably going to make over a billion dollars. Um. um Lion King's Captain at Marvel. one and a half billion. Yes. Lion King's over a billion dollars. Captain Marvel made over a billion dollars. They do not need the fucking money. They knew what this deal was when they first made it. We The, the happiest thing they should have of this deal is that we can use Spider-Man. The last of our Marvel characters that are out to other people, our most popular Marvel character, we can now use him. Right. Suck it up and just make your fucking movie and just <laughs> stick with the deal. Everyone I, I think, profits from this deal. I, I agree, but I think... They want Spider-Man back for for good at some point, and I think maybe they realize they're never going to get that unless they make a sacrifice at some point and let Sony fall on their face again. The only thing, the only way at this point, and I, they probably should have done this years ago, is if Disney bought Sony Pictures. They offered the same way they bought Fifth. They they offered to buy Spider-Man. Oh, they never tried to buy Sony. As far itself. as I know, they did not try to buy Sony itself, which. At this point, the only valuable you know, property is Spider-Man, like right in the Ghostbusters, I guess. True, yeah, they could, yeah. I mean, Ooh, Sony's wow. bouncing. So, so if uh, if Disney <laughs> buys, they'd have the Ghostbusters. Wow, that'd yes. be pretty neat. Too. Yeah, sorry, yeah, because when uh, Sony bought Columbia, they got the Ghostbusters. Yeah. Which is another franchise they tried to reboot around the time Amazing Spider-Man stuff was out that, again, <laughs> fell on their face. Because that's what they do. But at least with the new Ghostbusters, they made the right choice and went to, you know, Ivan's kid and was like, hey. It's a sequel. Yeah. That's the... Well, yeah, that it, too. I, I didn't care about the cast. You can have all women. Just make it a sequel. Don't do this reboot shit where there's no... All right, this is here nor there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I had a whole podcast where I ranted about that shit too. Um. And I totally blacked out and lost my train of thought on that now too. <laughs> Sorry about oh, that. Oh, okay, so the other the other thing for for Sony, if Sony, regardless of what they think they are doing better here, whether they think they can make movies better, if Tom Holland Spider Man is no longer associated with the MCU, what Sony is seeing from their perspective is all right. So we can use him in our established Spider-Man shared universe, which means they are probably seeing dollar signs putting Tom Holland Spider-Man against Tom Hardy's Venom. Yeah, it's the, the next logical thing. Woody now Harrelson's Venom Two is coming, so I don't know carnage. if they're going to try to like revamp Venom Two and be like Tom Holland, get him in here right now, or if they're going to save it for like Venom Two. But it's kind of funny. I so there's something I retweeted on Twitter. There was. Uh, the, one of the guys I follow on Twitter, his basic pitch for like Venom was like the next Spider-Man movie. Sony's saying we've got Venom, a character that 
set up as a hero who literally saved the world from evil aliens. Anyway, now he wants to murder a teenager he's never thought about for no reason and team him up to fight Woody Harrelson in a wig. Enjoy. <laughs> I can see that being the studio pitch for Sony because this can be a thing now. I, I it think makes I no seen... logical sense as far as a fucking story, but we have him now. Let's just throw him in there and make it work. I, th- I think I seen one that was um, talking about a potential conversation between Peter and Ned in the next movie where he's like, oh, you have that Metal Man tech. And uh, when you were <laughs> when you were working with the Revenge guys, and <laughs> like it just keeps going on and on with all these like like GoBot versions of the Avengers yeah. and references. Like hey, I like the GoBots, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, that movie's gonna be for you, Andy. Oh damn it! <laughs> it, it, it and I mean. What the hell else are they going to do? This is where I think a lot of the problems come in is what kind of continuity can you offer somebody and how confused the audience is going to be when all of a sudden there's no explanation because they can't use Happy's name as to what happened with Happy and Aunt May or why Peter doesn't have Stark tech suits anymore, why why right. he has no access to that technology after he just made his newest suit from that. Um, I'm even pretty sure Karen would go with it. Uh, th- there's even been talk that their version of MJ isn't a Sony property because she's not Mary Jane. Her name is Michelle Jones. And she's a character that it was created separately from the Spider-Man yeah, property. for the MCU. Okay, I see what you're saying. And I think that may have been like Marvel's little golden ticket, perhaps, <laughs> is to play that romance between the two of them and then be like... Yeah, except that wasn't Mary Jane, so... Yeah, I mean, part of me wants to see, like, where the line is divided. Who gets to use what? Sneaky. I'm sure if it, like, I guess it depends on how bitter Disney wants to be, which, let's face it, if Disney's really going to do this, Disney's going to put their foot on their throat and try to force them into a shit movie. Um, Like, Disney's not going to give them much of an option if they use Tom. And if they reboot, nobody's going to want to see that again. Um, but as far as I understand well, okay, it, so the MCU references would be gone. Well, that's the, that's the interesting part, though, because if Sony finances the movie, I would assume everybody that's been in those movies are contracted under Sony. Would that make sense? Yeah, but they don't own like, the characters. It's like John Favreau's Happy is not contracted under Sony. Okay, like, all right, fair, paid by Sony fair, for okay, that, right. But they don't own the right to say Happy Hogan. Gotcha. Okay, I follow you now. So, it, it like with things, some things maybe, but it's gonna, yeah, it's it, it's gonna it, be it's a gonna sad be a mess. excuse of a movie if Sony makes the next Spider-Man movie. With Tom and, Holland. If not, it's going to be a reboot with another Green Goblin. Um, because Sony probably doesn't know what else to do with Spider-Man. It's like, I I, I kind of expected this day to happen. I didn't expect this day to happen in the middle of a Spider-Man trilogy. I thought they'd wrap up what they wanted to do and then try to do something. Like, go through all this crap. But Maybe uh, that's what they were getting to. Was like that, that, That's why J.K. Simmons was back in the post-credits of uh, Far From Home. Just to kind of tie it back to Sony being like, oh, I don't know. I'm trying to come up with something. I got nothing. 
but someone yeah they probably have a whole disney probably has a full team of strategists on this whole deal and they probably said this is when you double down on everything because everything's yeah. so popular right now the only place sony can go is down and if they lose the fans they lose the franchise disney can be like oh by the way we can snag that up for you for this <laughs> amount of money because we got money in spades <laughs> and, and, and i mean that's kind of the thing that uh i think brian and i have discussed before is that sony pictures is fairly defunct without spider-man like it's not they're in the coming best... back around a little bit they are but they're not they're not in great shape but Sony, like think, as a whole company, is in fantastic shape. Yeah. So yeah, it's, specifically Sony Pictures, the production company that makes movies that was struggling. Yeah. I think, obviously, the Spider-Man movies have, have helped them. The only one I can think of off the top of my head is the Jumanji movies have actually been making bank for them. That's true. They do have Jumanji. So. And somehow they're associated with James Bond. I don't know if they, they just... No, they lost the rights to James Bond. That's gone. Don't they distribute, at least to still distribute James Bond? Uh, I didn't see that, but their name, as far as I know, is off the movie. Okay. Um. So that's a big loss for them, too. That's another yeah. reason they're struggling. J- James Bond was a big thing, but I feel like that hit that rule that Spider-Man didn't with, like, the number of years without making a movie. Yeah. Where they picked it up with Daniel Craig, and they got through Spectre, and then it, I think it's been five years. Or, or close to it, or however it's, many years yeah, it would have been in the contract, where it's it just been a minute. reverted back to MGM and um, United Artists. Oh, actually, yeah, you know, you mentioned it with Fantastic Four, and that was a detail I forgot to mention in my whole rundown, is that that was the, one of the reasons Amazing Spider-Man happened, was that after Spider-Man 3, if Sony did not make a Spider-Man movie in a certain amount of time, the rights went back to Marvel, so that's where Amazing Spider-Man came from. That's why it was only five years between the movies, because Sony had to do something, or they just lost Spider-Man for by neglect, basically. Yeah. So anything with Spider-Man. So yes. Like, yeah, they could have made the Venom movie, or uh, Into the Spider-Verse, something easy, animated. Right. Threw it out there. Where you? Yep. I don't know if the animated would have gone the same route, but I would assume so, as long as it was a theatrical release. Right. Yeah, I guess I wonder what the if it would have been like if it had to have been a Spider-Man solo movie. Like if I wonder if Venom would have counted for that license. That would be particulars in the contract that I don't think we're privy to. Yeah, maybe they just played it safe, and that's why they went Spider-Man and not try to do Venom. Like right off the bat, or that Spider-Man three had happened and everybody remembered Topher Grace's Venom and probably wouldn't come out to see the movie. <laughs> there was talk of a Venom spinoff after that movie too. I remember that. Yeah, I know. Oh and then, God. Yeah, Topher uh, Grace's Eddie Brock. Woo, that was a good choice. Yeah. Uh, I like Topher Grace. I think he's a good actor, but he is not Eddie Brock. He just no. He yeah. isn't even remotely close. Not at all. Um, <laughs> all right, so I know we've we've sort of touched on it, but I'm just going to officially ask you guys the question. Do you think if this pans out and this, the breakup happens, can Sony salvage this and make a good movie without fight? I think they can make... An okay movie. That, yeah, that's fair. I, I think they, I think they believe they can make a movie. I don't, I don't think they actually can make a good movie. So I'm gonna take this down to they believe that they made a successful movie with Venom on their own without any influence from the MCU, and take yeah. a look at the formula in Venom, and it's the exact same formula that we saw from the start of Raimi's Spider-Man One. 
it's the same formula. Okay. For the movie, it, like yeah. it's the same. Well, it worked back then. Why not? Why not use it again here? No, but I'm saying like it, it's the same formula they've used the whole time, and things have gotten progressively worse with them making movies with that same exact formula. Mm. And then Venom comes in as part of what people may have thought was the MCU because of all these Marvel movies doing so good and it makes a nice yeah. buck. Which that's the other thing too. I'm wondering if like, because this breakup is now very public, if people are going to be more aware that Sony is not like the Spider-Man is not part of the MCU. Yeah. It, but I still think as long as Tom is billed as the Spider-Man in the next one, it'll still make money. But it'll be a trash movie, and anything after that will either be canceled or not make money. Well, I mean, we said that about Venom, too, and Venom went on to make gangbusters. Yeah. No, no, no. Venom, I thought, would make money. See, I never did. after it. But, well, also, like I said, though, I'd I'd still attach Venom to the MCU in a lot of people's minds. That want to see it, that don't know any better. What's what I'm afraid of is that people, even with the headlines, are going to, one, either think, if they see Tom Holland as Spider-Man, they're going <coughs> to think, one, that the, they come somehow came to an agreement and everything's back to normal, or they're just going to forget and be like, oh, Tom Holland Spider-Man, that's, yeah, Marvel, I'm in. Well, and that's what I mean, is they're going to make that first movie. That first one is going to make money. After that, when they pump out a bad movie, and people are like, so, or like, literally like, He's wearing Metal Man armor now or, you know, like whatever the hell it is that they decide to do to try and ignore the MCU. People are going to get very confused and unhappy about that if they don't know already. And it's going to come out as a very subpar movie. So the following subsequent Spider-Man movie would nobody would go. Comparatively, people would still go It'd still make half a billion. But if that's the case and we have to wait for two movies from by Sony by themselves before Disney can even get another crack at trying to get this character back. To me, that sounds like six to seven, maybe eight years before mm-hmm. Disney can do anything with this character. Yep. Well, I mean, if they don't get a deal worked out, it's a while before you see Spider-Man back in the MCU. A long, long while. Now, the only th- other thing, too, is that we're getting Venom 2. They're trying to do... They're doing Jared Leto's Morbius movie. I keep hearing <laughs> talk of a Craven the Hunter movie. So if all the, thi- all the things continue to come out, and this is... On top of Maybe whatever Sony, failing. well, yeah, on top of whatever Sony is trying to do with the the Spider Verse universe, like they've got Lord Miller working on some sort of Spider Verse thing, whether it's animated TV shows, animated movies, I don't know what they're doing, but I know there's talk about all kinds of other Spider Man related stuff. So they are doubling down on everything Spider Man. If you oversaturate with that much Spider Man stuff, and some of it, even half of it, is like subpar, maybe it, like they they wear everybody out before eight years. Maybe it's sooner than that. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I think you're definitely already on the verge of that when you're talking about a Morbius solo movie. Morbius (laughs) showing up in a Spider-Man movie. Cool. Morbius getting his own solo movie. What the fuck are you thinking? Especially with Emoker being the the Morbius, Emo Joker, where we're getting that as the... Version of Morbius. I I forgot about that. Like Craven, that's a great movie. It, there's a great story there to be told if they do it right, which is why I really hope they don't do it and they just let the first story Craven's told on screen happen after Marvel gets these rights back at some point. 
Well, that's going to be weird. It's like uh, right now the Craven movie is is Craven. I don't think there's a Spider-Man in there. But if Sony gets Spider-Man back, they can now revamp that movie to include Spider-Man. What the fuck is the point of Craven without Spider-Man? That's what we said about <laughs> Venom. No, no, Venom is an anti-hero. Venom has his own thing. Craven literally exists to hunt Spider-Man in the in the Marvel like comic Except that universe. Venom's origin is tied to Spider-Man. Yeah, but it's tied to the symbiote. You don't really need Spider-Man to have the symbiote to get to Venom, I don't know. I think obviously. Spider-Man would have made that movie a lot better. I don't disagree. <laughs> <laughs> but. Now I need to go see this movie. All right. I would say <laughs> Craven. his sole purpose is hunting Spider-Man. That's what he does every appearance that he shows up in, like, comics, like. That, that's... If Sony has has Venom as confidently as they think, I could see Craven being tasked with hunting Venom. Okay, that's fair. If they if you want to spin it that way, you don't have Spider Man, but you have Venom, who is profitable. Why they? That's the logical conclusion for me. Still, I seen reports that, like you said in the beginning, that they want Marvel. If this deal goes down, would want in on other movies that they were making with Kevin Feige having some involvement. Yes. And maybe if this deal goes through in that sense, we can get Kevin Feige in on that and maybe Which get would be something ideally. much better. But I also think Kevin Feige doesn't give a shit about Venom. I think he, like, Spider-Man is his character. I, I meant Craven, not Venom. Yeah, sorry, well. If he's that much of a, a Spider-Man traditionalist fan, Craven is a character he would probably want to at least advise on. I mean, I think I still think there's some weight there. Like, I think the original article the deadline published was the one that said Marvel was looking to overreach and look into the other spinoff movies to try to co-finance and get the profits from. Now, to me, that whole article seemed to, like, I don't know. I, I got the sense that was that was leaked from Sony, saying like, look, things fell fell apart. We're just kind of getting this out there in the public eye, so it you know is a is a negotiation tactic. So, of course, they're going to put the article out to make Disney look like the bad guy. Yeah. Even though I still think Disney is the bad guy because I think they they're, should have just went with what's working and stop asking for too much. You get enough fucking money. Um, but the – and I lost my train of thought again. Well, but, but I mean if their strategy is what we have hypothesized and it does work in, say, eight years, Marvel gets the full rights to Spider-Man back and we never have to worry about Sony making another Spider-Man film – Right. Wouldn't that be worth it? In the long run, yes. But those eight years are going to be hell. I mean, realistically, you would only get two Spider-Man movies in those eight years. And that's a lot. Fuck, that is hell. But still, it's just... (laughs) Two movies is a lot. That's a lot. Because they set up Far From Home to be going somewhere interesting. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know how much of that storyline you can pick up if it's just Sony. And where where they would go from here. If it, like... Because... How much of that is MCU related or reliant on the MCU wherever they were planning to go? And how much of it can Sony still run with if they're doing it on their own? I don't know. That's that's the kicker for me. It's like you have this great setup to see where we're going to go in a massive cliffhanger on Far From Home. And then you can or cannot capitalize on that. We don't know yet. Yeah. But trying to spin back to where my train of thought was, the Feige stuff... Talking about him, you know, like like with him wanting to use Spider-Man, and I think there might be some weight there of him 
being too busy. Like I'm sure he's got a lot on his plate. You think about how many movies are sure. in production, how many MCU series are coming to Disney Plus. Feige is everywhere. So, in the original article talking about him trying to spin, like trying to overreach into the Venom movie and the other spinoffs and stuff, that I don't. That might be full of shit. I I don't know if because he would be that busy. I don't know if he would want to put all that more that other stuff on his plate. I I could see him. You know, well, making I'm, the effort for Spider-Man, but all the other stuff I could see him giving two shits about. I'm sure he has some protégés that work with him that can also be involved in these things. Like, well, I'm sure thing, it's not the... him directly that is involved with every one of these projects. Where it's him dictating to a protégé a general plot point and kicking their ass out the door of where they need well, I mean... to go with it in the general... Like anything overnight. that I, anything that I've read or heard from directors or anybody working on these Marvel movies is Feige's not there the whole time. He pops in here and there to just help break a story or pop an idea or something, and then he bounces to the next thing. So I could see him just going from like having all those plates spinning at once and just going from one to the other, and just you know having a presence there. And and it, yeah, because I I I think. I think the difference is Marvel is better at giving creatives an idea and saying run with it, where Sony seems like they're, all right, let's get our creative people in here and we're going to tell them what to do. Yeah, and we're going to take the creativity out of the creative people. Yes. Yeah. We, we want, I mean, basically Avi Arad being like, we're going to make my movie. And Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, it sucks. <laughs> but. Yeah. I I feel like, yeah, like Marvel tells them you need to do this for our overarching story. You need to hit this plot point and, you know, stay faithful to the comics and good luck. If you have any questions, we're here to help, of course, all the time. And we're going to supervise and make sure you're hitting that plot point correctly. Um, All right, so... I was, we talked beforehand, I was trying to keep this around an hour and I think we're getting close to that. So I want to start to try to wrap this up as much as I feel like I could just keep rambling and ranting about this stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to get to, so, all right. So Tom Holland's quote seems to say that he is, he is locked in on board for Spider-Man. Wherever Spider-Man goes, Sony or Marvel, he is in there. Uh, the director, John Watts, again, we're trying to see, we're, I guess we'll have to wait and see what happens. Deadline is reporting that, you know, Watts may be in this tug of war between Sony and Marvel. Um, I mean, we sort of touched on it, but what, do you think he's going to end up one way or the other? Or if it, with anyone? Do you think he'd just bail out and say, I don't need this shit? I think if he ends up with either of them, it'll be Marvel, because they're obviously going to be able to draw him in better. It's a more successful thing to be a part of. It's a bigger thing to be a part of. Yeah. Yeah, why would you want to play with the Pirates if you can play with the Yankees? <laughs> well, I feel like so right I, I, I feel like it depends how much I feel like it depends how much Watts is invested with the character and what they set up if he had these two movies to craft this Spider-Man story and they've been spitballing ideas where to go with number three and then Sony takes it and it's like well if you want to finish the story you've set up the, over these first two movies you're going to have to come to us but, but don't you I, think I, I could by see this that point happening. that like I, at least I'd be under the impression that right now that Sony's leadership has a certain reputation for destroying creative 
true influence over the story he would want to tell anyways and he maybe doesn't want to work with them because marvel would be like it's not like he would need the job marvel would just be sitting there like come take over this film (laughs) now anything i've read about like the ceo or whatever of sony pictures that tim rothman guy he sounds like a dick but um like just like michael saying just doesn't seem like they, they all seem like that way well, even her, she didn't seem like she was that great either. She that, was willing whole, to work, though. Like, she was willing to that, work with people. Maybe. But that whole, like, the I remember reading emails from her at that late, that Sony hack thing, and most of her, I, I had emails between her and Paul Feig about the rebooted Ghostbusters thing, and everything they were talking about that he was suggesting, I was like, this sounds like fucking crap, and she's going, oh, that's a great idea, let's do that. No, fuck it. Late, think about what you're doing, it's shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I read those emails on one of those episodes, too, so that's out there. Um, but yeah, Rothman, he's, he was quoted in, or maybe it was articles just talking about insiders talking about what he said, but he seems to think now that Feige, like if Feige parts ways that they've learned everything they need to from Feige. So if they actually are taking pages from Feige's book, maybe they will actually learn to let this creative people do what they came to do and be more hands off. And if that's the mentality they are taking from Feige, maybe they can lure John Watts over to finish what he started. And just at least somehow wrap that story up. Maybe. I'll still stick with Andy's response. Playing with the Pirates or the Yankees. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go the other way. I'm just going to say, just for the sake of argument, that Watts cares more about Spider-Man than the better studio. I think he sides with Spider-Man wherever they go. Okay. If Mm Spider-Man goes to Sony, I could see him going to Sony. Um... I feel like I had other questions, but I can't. I feel like most of them we covered just over the course of our discussion. Um, yeah, I feel part of me just thinks that if if Disney or if Marvel wants Spider Man, they're just going to buy Sony Pictures at this point. Um, all right, so we'll we'll just try to wrap it up. So, last type of question: How much do you think these are PR negotiations, like just negotiations that are spilling into the public over this deal? that are now front and center and Sony's playing one hand, Marvel's playing their hand. Do you think a deal can actually be reached or you think this is actually definitively it? I'm hoping that it's a PR campaign against one or the other to try and, you know, push them into a negotiation or into the agreement. Um, Cause you figure like they don't have to have an agreement right now. No, they've it's got a probably going to be a little bit before a Spider-Man movie goes into production, so we might have six months to a year for them to work this out. At least. I mean, Marvel has their whole schedule laid out, and, I mean, the next thing we're getting isn't even until May. Well, I mean, they've pushed movies for Spider-Man before, which yeah. they would do No, yeah, I mean, they, they, yeah, they, they pushed Homecoming in where, where they put it, but... I would say you're still two years at least away from the next Spider-Man movie since one just came out, if not three. Well, this is I think the difference is if if Sony is now in charge, they're going to push a sequel out no, as quickly I, as fucking possible. I mean, if it's the MCU. Like, if the deal happens, he stays with the MCU, I'd say you're two at least three years out before it fits in their timeline. Well, this is this is the interesting... Like, this is where I'm, I guess, kind of confused where this how this shakes out. If... If publicly they're saying negotiations are done, does that mean Sony right now today could go into production on a Spider-Man movie? That seems about the timeline they would use. 
Right. So why would they wait then? But if they are still trying to negotiate in good faith, but still publicly talk about how much they hate each other, then maybe that delays production for a couple months. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I mean, so... I mean, my hope is that it ends up with with Spider-Man in the MCU again, but my gut is telling me Sony and Disney are both going to be jackasses about this, and it's going to end up being bad for the fans, like always. Yep. Yeah. With, you know, when executives start arguing with one another and trying to negotiate over shit like this, the fans are the ones who suffer. Except I feel like Disney's pretty good at listening to the fans. Yeah, but they can't force Sony's hand. Right, but they can... I would hope that if they are listening to the fans and that they know the fans want this done that maybe they would give a little bit to help this along we can hope but will sony accept it at this point right so we don't know any of that but personally i think where it's heading is bad for the fans sony's gonna be making the next spider-man uh andy where are you at (sighs) on the record which way do you see this going (laughs) I think Sony's going to make the next Spider-Man movie. So no deal. Yep. That's that's where I'm leaning. It's unfortunate okay. and I wish it weren't the case, but yeah, I think I think they're both playing playing their cards. Okay. So. I'm I'm again, maybe maybe I'm after all I'm shitting on this whole idea and arguing and ranting about it. I'm I'm still sticking with the optimist in me and trying <laughs> to say that this is go- they're going to work this out. This is all a PR stunt. Although, I mean, they're they're firing shots at each other pretty good, so I don't know how much you can rub the other the wrong way before you're like, fuck you, we don't need this deal. I mean, I kind of felt like it may have been a PR stunt to push a big D23 announcement and have it create buzz about, like, the event or something. And then when that didn't happen, it was kind of like, oh, well... Well, that's the thing. I think talks could still be ongoing. Disney obviously does not want to confirm or deny anything. Like, they don't want to... They don't want the news coming out of D3 that, oh, talks, you know, are still ongoing. There's no definitive answer. They just wanted to put it to bed and say, look, forget that. This is what we're talking about this weekend. Maybe. So I could see I could see all this being just, you know, the back and forth to happen publicly while behind closed doors, they're still trying to work it out. And I think I'm hoping at least Disney more than Sony realizes how badly this is going to reflect on the. Well, I guess Sony, Disney probably doesn't give a shit because it would reflect badly on Sony more than Disney. But um, I don't know. I'm hoping. I'm hoping between the two of them, they want to save this character, save face with the fans, and keep people engaged with this stuff. Um, I'm. I'd I'd say within six months they figured this out. I mean, in all fairness, pressure from the fans and the talent f- for. Disney got them to cave and rehire James Gunn. Right. So so keep hashtagging your save, save Spidey, save Spidey from Sony, all that stuff, and just keep the movement going. Hopefully this way, this will work out. Yeah. Don't I mean, don't I wouldn't forget. be surprised if you guys are right. I would not be surprised if Sony still, you know, if this falls apart and Sony tries to do it, and, you know, we got to wait another 10 years before we get you know, at that point, it's not going to be Tom Holland anymore. We'd have to get probably another Spider-Man. Yeah, you don't know. We could get, like, the adult Spider-Man version. I'm kind of, like, I feel like we could use an adult Spider-Man instead of the constant yeah. teenage Spider-Man that we've already gotten so often. So maybe by then I he's, mean, you know, able to play an adult. Or maybe he's a Macaulay a Culkin that even when he's in his 40s looks like he's 12. 
Yeah. <laughs> Until he got all strung out and addicted, at least. Um, um, yeah, it'd be fun if Tom Holland comes back to, like, ten years from now to the MCU as adult Spider-Man. That, w- that would be a fun actual homecoming for him. Yeah. And, and I will point out... I mean, the out, other option is that if uh, Spider-Man goes back to the MCU in ten years, they'd be the ones to bring live-action Miles Morales to the screen. That, too. Uh, and I was going to say the only thing I've seen as a potential draw where Sony could probably make a really good buck off of the next Spider-Man movie they do is if they just say, fuck it, let's just try and make money. They make a live action into the multiverse kind of Spider-Man where Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield come back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to star alongside Tom Holland in this universe. Um, you know, as much as I shit on them for their movies, I would fucking see that. Yeah, like, if they were going to make one that's going to get me to the theater, that might be it. I may still just wait for it to be free because I'm pissed off at them, but <laughs> that would be about the only way they could get me to the theater. There was a lot of talk about trying to do something like that for Spider-Verse, like actually having everybody come back to voice those versions of those characters in Spider-Verse, and it just didn't work out. Yeah. So, Spider-Verse 2, if it doesn't happen live action, I guarantee you it's happening there. That would be fun. All your your live action Spider-Man voicing (laughs) animated versions of themselves. So long as JK comes back for Jonah, I'm cool. (laughs) Like, like get him in there as one version, and also get get a multiverse version of J. Jonah Jameson with that rumored fan casting, whatever the hell it was, that Ice Cube was going to be the... Uh, J. Jonah Jameson for Far From Home. Yeah. Um, get that in there uh, just for the hell of it. Why not? Yeah, that's that's your time to put in all the Easter eggs. Yeah. It's those those movies like that. That's, that'd be fun. Um, all right, final thoughts from you guys. Anything else to add? Um, boy, I, I hope by the time What If comes out, I really hope Spider-Man's back with them so they can fuck with Sony. <laughs> I don't know how they would do it. I don't have an idea of exactly what they could do, but they could really fuck with Sony on a what if episode if they have Spider-Man back by then. <laughs> well, I think something we were going to talk about whenever we get to D23 stuff, but the what if episodes, they, I heard that there's 23 episodes in that series and each one focuses on a different MCU movie. So we will be getting what if episodes, one for Far From Home and one from Homecoming. Okay. So we'll see what they do. Huh. Okay. Uh, Andy, anything else to add? I just wish it wasn't so complicated. I wish they would just, <laughs> you know, put out good movies. <laughs> you yeah. know, it just I don't know why it has to be all political money. Yeah. It's all corporate. Yeah, it's great. It's all it's corporate bullshit greedy. and just I don't know. It, it keep, sours. Disney keeps... It sours the, the taste of the it, it, it's greed and peen measuring is what's going on oh, right yeah. here. That's it. Yeah. Disney's swimming in money if they still want more. Yeah. It's like, all you got to do is watch that that trailer they put out for Disney Plus about all the properties and stuff you can watch on Disney Plus and realize they own fucking everything. So, suck it up and just let Sony have Spider-Man and just so you can play with it. And just on the play with it note, that's where we're going to end for this episode. (laughs) So... (laughs) 
Uh, as always, you can find us on Facebook. Uh, search Bry Guy and a Super Friends or go to facebook.com slash Superfriends. Don't forget to send us questions, comments, topics, suggestions. Feel free to comment on this episode, how you feel about the Sony deal, if this is going to happen, if it's not going to happen, uh, where you feel about Spider-Man sticking with Sony or the MCU, you know, all that stuff. Chime in. Um, you can try to email, email us, which I won't check, BryGuySuperFriends at gmail.com. Or tweet us at BG Superfriends on Twitter. Those we will see. Uh, hopefully the next week we will try to, or at least next episode, we'll try to talk about some D23 stuff because there's a lot of announcements that came out uh, past couple days, which I think are, are worth talking about at least for a little bit. So we'll try to get that out to you as soon as possible. And on behalf of Andy, Mike, and myself, thank you for listening and dealing with our rant. We'll talk to you next time. See ya.